You're listening to Kidney Conversations, a podcast from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. We talk about kidney health and share stories to inspire and educate our community. I'm Jeremy Morlock from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. On September 2nd, the Kidney Foundation of Western New York joined Congressman Brian Higgins and representatives of Erie County Medical Center, the American Diabetes Association, and AARP in highlighting provisions of the Inflation Reduction Act, which cap insulin costs for individuals on Medicare Part D. Here's the press conference. Over 34 million people in America live with diabetes, and nearly a quarter of them rely on insulin. Compared to those in other developed countries, people using insulin in the United States pay up to 10 times the cost for this life-saving drug. From 2014 to 2019, the average retail price of insulin rose by 54%. As a result, one in four Americans relying on insulin have cut back or skipped doses altogether. We are here today to discuss how provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act recently signed into law will begin to address these astronomical prices. The new law will, for the first time, empower Medicare, will empower Medicare to negotiate drug prices on certain drugs and will cap annual out-of-pocket prescription drug costs at $2,000. In 2020, an estimated 133,000 people living in Western New York um, were enrolled in Medicare Part D. The total cost of prescriptions filled by these beneficiaries was $250 million. About 4,000 of these Western New Yorkers had out-of-pocket costs above $2,000. Beginning in 2023, Monthly co-payments for insulin products will be capped at $35 per month for Medicare beneficiaries, benefiting up to 1.7 million people who use insulin nationwide, except for him, <laughs> and 9,800 in our congressional district alone. Had the insulin copay cap been in effect, Medicare beneficiaries in our district who use Novolog one of the most commonly prescribed fast-acting insulins could have saved $1,436 annually. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that drug pricing reforms in the Inflation Reduction Act will save more than $280 billion over 10 years, including more than $100 billion through price negotiations. These provisions will lower drug prices for more than 51 million Americans who receive prescription drug coverage through Medicare Part D. In our district alone, the total cost of prescriptions filled by Medicare beneficiaries are projected to be $55 million lower, and seniors are projected to save $17 million in reduced premiums and out-of-pocket costs. The, the rising costs of prescription drugs are now are not a new issue. It is one we've been working on to address for several years so seniors and hardworking families do not have to choose between life-saving medication and affording other benefit needs, basic needs. There is uh, more work to do, uh, but this is a major step in the right direction. And uh, the federal government right now spends about $1.4 uh, trillion 
uh, in uh, health care costs through Medicare, Medicaid, uh, the Veterans Administration, and uh, tax treatment. Uh, it's a lot of money, but it's also a lot of leverage. And finally, the federal government is using that leverage to drive down the cost of health care, including prescription drugs, and driving up the quality. So with that, I will introduce to you Dr. Ellen Rich. She's the medical director at ECMC's Internal Medicine Center. Dr. Rich. Thank you, Congressman Higgins. Thank Appreciate you. your support. Um, I was asked to make a few comments about the perspective of, of a primary care office team provider. Um, I spend the majority of my day uh, explaining to patients that they have a chronic medical condition. Often that's very bad news to them. We then discuss why it's so important to control that condition to prevent all of the serious consequences of, medical, of their medical diagnosis. We then come up with a plan that we agree to, that we ask the patient to participate in. There's nothing more frustrating than finding out that the patient was unable to afford the medicine that we agreed would help them live a healthier and longer life. Um, I'm optimistic that some upcoming changes will allow me and my team to focus on the health and well-being of the patients instead of all the barriers that they have to the cost of their medications. Thank you. Next, we have Dr. A.J. Chahari, uh, endocrinologist uh, and co-chair of the American Diabetes Association Community Leadership Board. I can go up and correct me. <laughs> Thank you, Congressman Higgins, for your support for this law that will help people with diabetes. Um, millions of Medicare beneficiaries rely on insulin in our country to protect their health and preserve their life. We know that too many people struggle with the cost of insulin. So capping their cost of insulin at $35 per month is critical for affordability. As the chief of endocrinology at University at Buffalo, and someone who has been practicing in this community for the last 25 years, I've personally seen and heard many stories of patients skipping their insulin or rationing their insulin. And this leads them to have a risk of numerous complications due to uncontrolled diabetes and for admission to the hospital for life-threatening conditions related to dangerously elevated blood sugars. Come May or June, in the clinic, frequently conversations with the seniors changes from control of diabetes to cost of medications. Therefore, the American Diabetes Association is also pleased that seniors will now have the yearly cost for all prescription drugs capped at $2,000. This provides important relief for the many seniors who have spent far more on their medications. The ADA also supports, urges support for the Shaheen Collins legislation, the Insulin Act, that would establish a $35 copay cap on commercial health insurance plans and address root causes of the high cost of insulin. This way, many more people who rely on insulin to survive will also benefit from greater affordability. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. And I'd like to bring up now Ann Monroe, AARP, 
New York Executive Council member. Anne. Thank you, Congressman. Uh, as you all know, AARP for years has been fighting for more access and affordability in healthcare, particularly for older people under Medicare and even those over 50 under regular commercial plans. This historic Inflation Reduction Act includes at least four things that will reduce the cost of care for our New Yorkers over, over 65. We're very happy that Medicare is addressing this. And as my colleagues have said, we have on our next agenda at AARP to get some of these benefits uh, for people who are less than 65, but who have the same costs for insulin and high health care. There's nothing that can be said, no more can be said about the importance of Medicare negotiating health uh, prescription costs. No one could believe when Part D was passed 20 years ago that Medicare passed up the opportunity to use its leverage to bring costs down for older people. This fixes that particular problem. Capping the cost of insulin, as uh, you've heard from our presenters and Congressman Higgins, is also critical. This will work for people on Medicare, but the next task is to work with commercial health plans in New York to get this same benefit passed for people below 65. One of the other things that doesn't get as much attention, but I think is critically important, is holding drug companies accountable when they raise their costs beyond the cost of living. There's been nothing stopping them. There's been no hindrance if they raise their costs twice, three times the, uh, the cost of living index. And now if they do that, they will have to pay that extra payment back to the government to reduce some of the costs that, we're that will be incurred by this plan. I can't thank Congressman Higgins enough for his ongoing support, both in the dark days and in the celebrated good days that we have today. And along with, with uh, representatives like him, AARP will continue to fight to reduce the costs and increase access to New Yorkers over the next few years. So thank you for inviting me today, Congressman. And finally, from uh, the director of the Kidney Foundation of Western New York, Jeremy Morlock. Jeremy? Diabetes is a leading cause of kidney failure in the United States. One in three adults with diabetes has chronic kidney disease. Limiting insulin costs will help Medicare beneficiaries with diabetes to better manage their blood sugar levels. This is crucial to slowing the progression of kidney disease and avoiding additional health complications. The cost of insulin also affects people who have reached kidney failure. Data from 2019 shows that for people with a kidney transplant, insulin made up the largest percentage of Medicare Part D spending. For patients on dialysis, insulin was the second largest percentage of Medicare Part D spending. Transplant recipients and people on dialysis need to take many prescription drugs. Skipping or rationing one medication to afford another can be dangerous or deadly. This legislation is an important step in protecting the health of vulnerable members of our community. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is grateful to Congressman Higgins for supporting this price cap on insulin. Thank you. Questions? Can you just kind of touch on a little bit? 
Tell us how some people were, like you said, maybe missing, like, hey, should I buy food or should I buy my, how important is this for them? Yeah, unfortunately, many people who have diabetes and or who have chronic kidney disease are struggling with these costs of multiple medications and deciding whether I can pay for gas to get my rides to dialysis or if I can pay for my insulin that I need or pay for other drugs that I need to maintain my health. So this is really crucial to be able to, to limit those costs for our mo most vulnerable patients. Dr. Chowdhury, would you like to? Add to that? Yeah, I think this is this is critical. I'm saying <clears throat> there are people who have worked all their life and suddenly they find themselves having to choose between food and between essential medications. And it's very difficult for me to look at them in their eye and say, well, you know, we need to do something. So I think this is this is this is historic, I think, in uh, as far as my perspective is concerned. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. There are a couple of things that are important to people, even who are not of the age where this is going to help. One is the government has increased ooh, the subsidy for health care from 120 to 135 percent of poverty. So people who are in that, that bracket will get an increased subsidy for care. We're also hoping that some of the improvements that may follow this will track down. If health plans now have to change their benefits for 50 to 65, they're going to want to change them for everybody. So we see a lot of, I hate to use the term, but trickle down from this that should result in improvements for everyone. The cost increases that they've had over time and have not been controlled, those are all true for our full population here in New York. So those are just some things out of the legislation. Okay? Thank you. With, I mean, obviously, it's always new election cycles and different uh, parties taking, you know, I guess, say over a lot of these issues. Do you see this being some sort of pushback at all as future uh, people get elected or people change who are, who are elected? No, I see it as a push forward. Uh, this is only the beginning. Uh, as I mentioned, the United States uh, pays about $1.4 trillion, federal government, every year for health care services and the various programs, including tax treatment. And uh, this is a first step toward the federal government really utilizing the leverage that it has. A lot of money gives you a lot of leverage. And uh, to negotiate, uh, you know, better quality, but at a better cost. And that's what health care reform was all about that started over a decade ago, was to uh, bend the cost curve. Uh, we always know that there's going to be an annual increase uh, in health care services, but it shouldn't be 12 to 15 percent. Uh, it should be in line with, uh, with economic growth and, and uh, inflation. So, um, so this program, I think, is, is a first step toward many in the future which will uh, seek to utilize that leverage even more to provide more um, relief from high costs of prescription drugs and health care generally. Do you see this as a bipartisan thing going forward? Well, I do. I would hope that everybody would support the efforts to drive up quality and drive down costs. Uh, we in the United States pay more than any other country uh, for health care. 
and we need to get a better product. Our health outcomes aren't always uh, number one in the world, uh, and uh, getting uh, to uh, better quality and lower costs is an objective that everybody should, should support. It's not ideological, it's commonsensical. And my hope is that both Republicans and Democrats would support uh, those efforts. Well, I think any relief that we can uh, get to the end user, uh, to the Medicare beneficiaries, is, is, is the goal. So, you know, uh, inflation, you know, it's, it's a problem right now, but uh, it's cyclical. And uh, we believe that this is, uh, you know, this will not drive inflation. This will seek to reduce uh, those pressures uh, over time. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is dedicated to increasing awareness and improving the lives of those with kidney disease. You can find out more by visiting our website at www.kfwny.org. We're on facebook.com slash kfwny and on Twitter and Instagram at kidneyfoundwny. We're looking for stories of healing, transplantation, donation, and more here in Western New York. If you have a kidney story to share, email jmorlock at kfwny.org.